You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Bill Dawes, and welcome to the after laugh. I'm here with my friend, Trisha Paytas. How are you, Trisha? Hi, are we friends? I, you know what's so funny? <laughs> I always ask people that. In the beginning, I go, we're friends, right? Because sometimes I feel subconscious. And uh, I guess we're friends. Can we be we're friends? Not friends. <laughs> well, I mean, define friends. Well, uh, yeah, friends. you define. How are we friends? I saw you once two years ago. Well, we're friends in the, in the fact that uh, uh, you're here. <laughs> and you, you agree to do this. And, and you have... Um, you have about 50 million times more uh, followers than I do. Yeah. So. Uh, I just really like stand-up, so I was like, okay. I used well, to be a stand-up groupie back in the day, so I'm like a fan. I mean, I have a boyfriend now, but <laughs> I'm a huge stand-up groupie. So like, even like loser comedians, I still stand. Not that you're oh, a loser comedian. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I really feel flattered. <laughs> Not that it's you. Good start to a podcast. <laughs> But, like, we were just talking about Jay Davis over there, and I was like, oh, my God, I remember him from MySpace, and yeah. he didn't blow up or anything, but I still stand him. I'm like, yeah, good job, Jay Davis. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he's he's booking Laugh Factory, and he runs, he has two shows here. He's yeah. doing great. Yeah. That's sick. Wow. Um, wow. You know, it's funny, because you talk about stand-up. One of the things, that, one of the reasons I wanted you here, other than to say hi, and because we're friends, <laughs> we're is not because, friends. okay, come on, let's be friends, please. Okay, we're friendly. Just make me look cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> for my daughter. Was, Love uh, your daughter. You know, as a stand-up and being in a stand-up world, and we're going to get back to, like, your backstory and how you got started and stuff, there's a lot of comics who are just on, on the fame game and on the recognition game. And I think there was a quote you had years ago which said, which is a very cool, honest quote, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mangle it. Okay. But it was something along the lines of, like, I didn't have any talent, <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you wanted people to know you. Yeah. So you kind of created your own enterprise based on the premise of like, well, I can't really do anything. And this is, I'm quoting you. So this is 100%. Um, and you did it. And so what you've created for yourself, and let's just give people some stats here. You have how many YouTube followers, um, subscribers? I total on both channels, like combined, of like 7 million. 7 million. Yeah. Okay. Over 2 billion views. Over 2 billion views. Yeah. And uh, what... Why do you have two channels, first of all? Um, one's like my main channel for my music and like oh. all that. And then my second channel is my daily life. So I vlog every single day. You vlog for how many hours? Every day. Uh, from wake up to nighttime to being in bed with my boyfriend to like waking up in the morning and like going to the bathroom. So the camera is on you 24-7? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is something that I, I find very fascinating because the world has obviously changed mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, and I think that that is sort of the game now that people sort of film themselves all day and people are constantly fascinated. I've I've recently just been hearing a lot about this guy Ice Poseidon. Oh yeah, he's big. Is he? Is that kind of what you do? Is mm. is that a similar thing? Mm, kind of, but no. I mean, we both do YouTube, but not the same content at all. Yeah, no. Well, all I know about Ice Poseidon is that him and his merry gang of hooligans or whatever, <laughs> they they go around. T- they just film everything. They do dumb shit. They get in trouble. They fight with women, and yeah. then. People call them bomb threats. Yes, yes. Um, they're, uh, that's what I'm saying. That's not me. <laughs> like, they, they do crazy extreme stuff. There's, like, a group of YouTubers that do crazy extreme stuff, and then there's me who, like, films myself brushing my teeth. Okay. So I don't do that, but, yeah. yeah that's similar. fascinating. Okay, so yeah. let's, let's back, because obviously this is a fairly recent phenomenon. Yes. 
Now, before the, how did you get started? First of all, how did you get started as a comedy groupie? How does that <laughs> As a comedy groupie, um, I was an assistant when I first moved to LA. I was like literally like eighteen years old. I had just turned eighteen, and Mo- from where? Uh, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Were you like a small town girl? Like, <laughs> don't stop believing. A hundred percent. Train. Okay. A hundred percent. I like literally left the day of my graduation, became a stripper here in LA, and then my side hustle was I was an assistant. Well, let's let's yeah. back up. Okay, you became a. <laughs> so that's not that's not like a. Uh, so you were in Illinois. You weren't a stripper. Were you I was like not. a good kid? Were you like a good student? Yeah, I mean, I quit a lot of schools. I think I quit about five high schools. So I mean, I quit school a lot. You quit school. I've never heard the expression. I, qu- I people say I dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> You're already an entrepreneur. I quit. Yeah, I quit. <laughs> Wasn't for me. And what were your parents thinking when you were quitting schools? Um, they just thought like I think my parents were crazy. They were great and also not great because I think I played victim to everything like the kids are mean to me at the school. I need to drop out. So I always like kind of like manipulated and a little bit. And you were daddy's little girl? Of course. And yes. my dad was like baller. My dad was like balling. But like when I. What did your dad I, do, by the way? Um, he had a huge, he had a couple companies that he sold when he was like 40. Okay. And he made like he, so much money. So he was like a baller. Yeah. And so he was like taking care of me and stuff like that. But then like when I was like, I'm going to quit school and like become an actress. Because, you know, I like. So that was by, your dream to become an actress. Well. I said that because, again, once again, I didn't have a talent, but I thought, oh, well, acting doesn't require much talent. You're right. You know? So um, I was just like, I mean, you were on Broadway, right? So it's like anyone well, can mean, do it. Well, thank you. Wow. <laughs> Dig number two. Yes, it's true. I have okay. a thing against people on Broadway. Um, you have a thing? Oh, okay. Never mind. We'll get to that, <laughs> we'll get to that maybe later about your uh, Broadway star. Okay. Let's anyway. build, I, I have a lot. I have a lot of Broadway stars that I get. Really? It's not just one. I mean, there's plenty that I've dished on. So you were a comedy groupie and a Broadway groupie? <laughs> just a groupie. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. So you're in Illinois. You're dropping out of schools. You're like, Dad, I don't like the school. They bullied me. Now, were you bullied a lot as a... As a- yes. What what for? Oh, I was a chunky. I was still chunky monkey. I was chunky monkey back then, but like, um, I didn't look like as cute as I do now. Yeah. So yeah. what was... So kids were just like, hey... Chubby or what? Literally, they'd be like, wow, she got more rolls than a bakery. You look like a man. Because yeah. I had a mustache, too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mustache is probably worse than the <laughs> People thought I looked like a boy because I had a short haircut and oh. a little bit of a mustache. Oh. Yeah, which is why I overcompensate now for being like extra girly. And... Well, yeah, a lot, I, I know that story from a lot of people. So mm-hmm. uh, so you're in a... <laughs> this is fascinating. So you dropped out and you finally... Did you ever finish high school? Yes. Ish. Ish. <laughs> I did. I ended up. I don't know how I did it, but I kind of did. I like went to the school for like a month, and they just gave me like a diploma. (laughs) So I have a diploma. Okay. But like, I don't know how I even made that. Okay. Like, it wasn't a real thing. Like, I was homeschooled for a year and a half where I did nothing, and then I joined a public school. Like, when I should have been graduating, like, yeah, you can join and then graduate. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And was your mom part of the picture too? Yes, I lived with my mom. She was a single mom. My dad lived in California. He lived uh-huh. in L.A. So I was in Illinois. My mom's there. And then, like, I convinced my dad to let me move out with him when I was 18 to L.A. Okay. Then I got, oh, an- another stand-up reference here. I got a, like, literally three days after high school, I got booked on a show called The Greg Barron Show. Oh, of course. Yeah, you know Greg? Of course. He's famous. Greg yeah. is still, like, one of my really close friends. And he was the first person I met in L.A. And, like, um, I went on his show. And then he liked me so much, he had me back multiple times. I was probably on his show a dozen times, and then it was got canceled. Was show, like, a daytime, like, Oprah-ish yes. type of show? It was a talk show. And so what were you doing on his show? Um, I wrote in. I saw it on Craigslist because they were paying $500. And I wrote in uh-huh. f- on behalf of my brother and my dad saying, like, Trisha needs a make-under, that I was too over the top. Anyways, it was not just stupid. Like, it was, like, basically a scam. I just want to be on TV. Yeah. And then, but he ended up liking me so much that he had me come back to do, like, hosting stuff on the show. Oh, wow. So I did that until it got canceled. And then, then when it got canceled, is when shit hit the fan, and I had to become a stripper and a hooker and all that stuff. Okay, yeah. now that's <laughs> that, that, no, we got to walk through this story a little bit. So the Greg Barrett show, and he's very popular. He wrote the book uh, 
he he's not that into you, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So this is after that, mm-hmm. and the show was doing okay, mm-hmm. and you were hosting, but for five hundred dollars a week. Oh no, I got to join after from it, so I was actually making like twelve hundred an episode. Okay, so that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you, you're you're kind of balling. Yeah, you live with your dad, who's a baller. Yeah, so baller status across the board right now. Right, and then the show goes tits up in a ditch. Yeah, and. Then you become a stripper hooker. That's well, a, that's a pretty extreme jump. Well, what happened was is my dad didn't want me driving up to LA because he actually lived in like Temecula, which is an hour and a half away. Okay. He didn't want me driving back and forth. My dad was so protective and like overprotective. He didn't want me driving back and forth to LA. So he's like, "You're not doing the show, whatever." Yeah. And I was like, "Yes, I am. I mean, this is my big break. Like, I'm doing the show." So yeah. I literally just moved out on my own. My dad cut me off, took away my car, my credit cards, all this stuff. Obviously, I didn't care, oh, whatever. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, "It's fine. I'll like make it." So my mom like let me max out her credit cards until she went broke because <laughs> she didn't have any money. So we both went broke together. And uh-huh. then yeah, I found a guy to live with. And then when he kicked me out, I. And that's when he did the stripping. Okay, so he kicked you. So you were with this guy for how long? A year. A year. Mm-hmm. And he kicked you out. Was it a bad, bad breakup? Or was it like? Yeah, I think I told you about him. I feel like when I, we hung out, we me and me and you only hung out one night. But when we did hang out, I feel like I told you all my stuff. Like I think I told you about this guy. He was a relatively famous actor back in the day. I was a star fucker. I I always say, I like people who are um, like notable, like they have talent and stuff. I like sure. people who have talent. So like. Yeah. Like, if you're a, a bank accountant, like, I don't want to, like, date you because it's, like, so boring to me. Unless you're a really talented accountant. No, not okay. even then. <laughs> not even, like, a rich, like, mogul. Like, I could never, like, like a business cr- You like creatives. Creatives. Yeah. That, are, that you know what I like? Is when people, like, you go on the street and people recognize you. Like, that's what I like. Okay. You don't even have to be rich. As we know, the people I've dated who are, like, D-list celebrities are not rich. But I like yeah. when people know them. Got it. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I dated this guy who was, like, well-known. And um, he kicked me out. And then I was, like, then I made a bunch of YouTube videos about him and it got an account notoriety but anyways but then i became a stripper and so funny okay this is this is because a lot of people who don't know who you are yet and i'm still <laughs> getting to know you so this is this is let's take this slow give me some foreplay yeah so you're with this guy and he's an actor he's an actor and a bunch a, of john hughes movies an actor and a bunch of john hughes people <laughs> breakfast Googling, club and 16 candles <laughs> breakfast club and 16 candles. weird science okay that narrows down to one person <laughs> With three full names. It's okay. okay. I've said his name multiple times, so it really doesn't matter. But okay, so you the podcast. And, and why did he kick you out? Um, he just like he had so many girlfriends. Oh my god, he had so many like all over the place. Like in LA, he had like ten girlfriends. And were you okay with that? Um, yeah, because yeah, I was like eighteen, funny. and I was yeah. like, oh, he's famous. And then one day he was like, get the fuck out. Yeah, like he moved a girl that he like. I, I, oh, I I don't know for sure if he even had. I think the girl was pregnant. But I don't think he had the baby. I don't know. It was a drama. Anyway, I moved out, and I moved like right next door to him, implied <laughs> like in this beach area. <laughs> okay, with yeah. another guy or on your own? I moved out on my own. Moved out now. So this point, you get kicked out, and you're like, I need some dough. Mm-hmm. So this to become a stripper in L.A. In case some people are listening, and that's <laughs> what you want to do. I mean, but it's actually a really competitive market, I imagine, to be a stripper in L.A., right? Yes, that's why you need to go to the Valley, because they're all ugly strippers, so you'll definitely get hired. Because <laughs> I wasn't making it at the body shop over here. I went to audition, oh, yeah. and they're like, no. <laughs> so what is, what is a stripping audition like? Um, you literally just go in. Like, literally, you could just walk in on a night it's open and be like, I want to dance here. They're like, okay, go up on stage for a song. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, start now if you want. Oh, so if they like you right away, they... Mm-hmm. Wow. What, but do you, you have to come in with your own gear. Yeah. Know? Just Song. go down, yeah, Hollywood Boulevard has all the street, yeah. Oh, wow. And I, I think I came in on, like, so a T-shirt. So you went to the body shop. I went to the body shop first, yeah. And <laughs> that <laughs> and was like, a no-go. Get on stage, and you're like, <laughs> took your shirt off. I came in in a T-shirt and denim shorts on stage with, like, sneakers, because I couldn't afford those heels. Those heels are expensive. They were, oh, like, 200 yeah. bucks. You had sneakers. That's some sneakers. <laughs> That's hilarious. So they're <laughs> looking at you, like, okay. And had you done pole work before? <laughs> 
in your crunch fitness class or whatever it is? <laughs> no, I didn't even know. No, I couldn't afford crunch. Oh my God. Um, no, I didn't. I just, and I also oh had like God. natural boobs. So I had no fake tits. They were kind of like weird. Like I, and I just, I was not cute. What do you mean they were weird? I had uneven boobs. One was like an A cup and one was a D cup when I first moved here. An A cup and a D cup? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was. And then you just born that way? Yeah. That was another wow. fucked up so thing. So a must- mustache, <laughs> A and D boobs. And chub. So like and if sugar. I was chubby and had big boobs in high school, probably would have been fine because big boobs kind of counteract that a little bit. So, but I didn't. I had like one weird A cup and like a huge belly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So went, and then you went to, you're like, fuck this. I got to go to the valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The valleys where it's at. Uh, shout out to Godfathers. and Godfathers. Yeah. Canoga Park and Van Nuys. Is that like by like the used car sale and the <laughs> futon mattress places? No, what is it by? It's by like oh no, you know where it is? It's by Sepulveda, where all those like little motels are that all the hookers go to. Oh okay, mm-hmm. okay. So you were you were stripping, and how much would that pay in the valley? Like stripping? um, I didn't make a lot. I would. I mean, it's a lot, but I would probably make five hundred dollars a night. I mean, fuck. It's not bad, but it's not stripper money where you're like thirty thousand a night. Like it wasn't that, but it was good. You know, we're living in different worlds. Thirty. Their strippers make $30,000 a night? Oh, yeah, like in Atlanta. Holy shit. Okay. So for me, you're balling. $500 (laughs) a night, sorry. And the Valley. And then somehow this segued into, I don't know if segue is the right word, (laughs) but into being an escort to use the... Oh, yeah. How did that happen? Um, So I ended up... Once I got my stripper skills up, I ended up going over to Seventh Vale, which is here in Hollywood. At this point, you got your boobs did. Yes, I got the boobs done. I spent Um, all my money on my boobs. I got the boobs done. Daddy, I need boobs. No, it's just me. I just, just did it. You. So just you. At myself. this point, your dad has cut you off. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't even talked to him because we're, like, pissed at each other. Okay. So, like, I haven't even talked to him. Like, I was just so mad because I was, like, he has, like, mad money. He could just give me and, like, help me out. You know what yeah. I mean? But he didn't. Whatever. So, um, and then, yeah, and then I became a hooker. But also, like, fascinating to me. Like, I always love stripper movies. Like, I love, like, Demi Moore and striptease. I'm like, that looks fun. Yeah, yeah. She got Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, Showgirls. Yes. And I was like, that looks glamorous. I want to do that. Like, I've always been fascinated by, like, especially like, hooking and stuff. I've always wanted to, like, escort and stuff. So, I was like, this is great. Yes. So, were you in high school? You're like, one day, I'll yes. be, like, pretty woman. Yes. I was okay. like, I'm going to do Hooters, stripping, escorting, Playboy. That was, like, the level of where I wanted to go. Okay. So, you're... uh so you started escorting. What was the first time that it came up from the strip club? Like mm-hmm. a guy was like, hey, I'll pay you to come home with me. No, you. it was a girl. I was a stripper that like she had her own um, like Craigslist. She'd advertise. I think it was called like Crystal's Beauties or something. She'd advertise on Craigslist and she was a stripper. So she'd get all the girls. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. And there was this one guy and they were. were what your I, first, what, your, but your first experience with that, it must have been like a big moment. I imagine the first time you're like, I'm actually now a prostitute. <laughs> um. Mm, I was just so high all the time. I never, <laughs> I never yeah, even remember. <laughs> so what were you, what was the, what were you high on? Oh, I love Coke. I was real skinny. I got oh. real skinny. So I was just doing Coke all the time because it curbed my appetite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure stripping and Coke kind of go together. Oh, too. it was yeah, great. Long hours. Yes. It was great. You have such a positive attitude about <laughs> stuff that sounds very, very dark. <laughs> I was excited about it. I was like, look at me. I'm a stripper in Hollywood doing Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With exactly. a Prada bag, That's, you know? You're, you're like an 80s movie come to life. <laughs> and, uh. Okay, so there must have been a moment. So you're you're hooking for a while. Was you must have had some scary moments with that? At least some story that was like awful. I have the craziest stories about like big time celebrities that like tried to shoot me in my head. And like if I ever came like public, like, can, you, th- can you name three movies they were in so we can <laughs> narrow it down? Oh my god, no! <laughs> this person I feel like would actually kill me, and nobody would even know. I know Michael Madsen. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> oh my god, that guy seems like a psycho. I do know him, but I've never escorted for him. Okay, he hates um, me now, but. <laughs> okay. So you you so when you were hooking, what was so give me the story of like the first celebrity. You don't have to say his name obviously. Just give lots of clues. Um <laughs> 
they would see you. How would you even get to? I've never look. I'm I'm a little bit of a nerd. I'm not you know. Uh, how do people meet stripper? I mean uh, hookers like through Craigslist through that girl. So I guess there's like eight secret so agencies. She's like people a Heidi Fleiss type of mm-hmm. person. She's a, a madame. Yeah, and there okay. I guess there's a ton of them. Like a ton of those kind of people out there. Then they just go to those people. So they they call up the person and they go, "Hey, meet this guy at this hotel." Yes, I went to their houses. Oh, you went to their houses? Yeah, and it was okay. a lot of celebrities, which I loved. So I was like, I was. Stoked. You got like fancy houses. You show up like. Yeah, but you'd be surprised. There'd be like people on like big time TV shows that have like crappy little houses. Yeah, celebrities don't make that much money. Actually, I think they spend it all. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> this is my neighbor, Mia Mars. Hi. <laughs> this. <laughs> I'm good. No, we're good. This is Trisha Paytas. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Oh, thank you. I am <laughs> for now. Um, okay, this is this is very fascinating. I I, I feel like you you are like you are like the the world of Hollywood I've never seen. As, really? Yeah. You're like 40s. You should have seen this at some point. <sighs> Why did you say my age right now on the podcast? <laughs> oh, do people not know that? You have a daughter Everyone that's like 20. I'm 39. No, she's not 20. How old is she? Her teens. She is. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so back to you. Okay. <laughs> I love talking about you. <laughs> are you still like a sober person? Um, sober in terms of what? When we hung out, I remember you said you don't drink or do drugs. Uh, you know what? I'll, t- I'll tell you something. I have done Ambien. <laughs> done it? I don't mean like, I've done, hey, I've done it. <laughs> but like, I, I, I was doing Ambien for a while and then, and then I started listening to a lot of people were like, hey, you got to do Indica. So oh. I've sort of been putting my feet into the weed uh, world. My boyfriend does that to sleep. He does the Indica. Yeah. And yeah. it's. <gasps> Jesus Oh my Hi. gosh! <laughs> Hi, I know this. This is when you have an outdoor podcast. People just randomly come. This by. is the most terrifying thing. There's like a wood gate <laughs> behind you, and people just popping out. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay, so um, back to stripping and hooking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so give give me one good story without naming names that will uh, that will be interesting for the listeners. Oh my god, this is easy. This is a really easy one. Um, he's huge, like a big deal, still to this day, like big time comedian in a bunch of movies in the 90s so i'll just leave it at that but huge comedian um i don't even know if he did stand up but he definitely was a comedy guy and um i was so excited he he doesn't follow like anyone on twitter but he followed me like he literally follows like five people i think and like he followed me and he dm'd me and i was like i was like shook i was like what the heck and he said that he's seen my youtube videos or something because i did a video about him one time and And i was like what around what year is this this is like 2010 2010 so at this point you've already created your youtube kind of Okay, was, we'll backtrack yeah. to that, but let's keep I was going. doing YouTube when I was stripping. I was doing YouTube at 17, and I'm 30 now. Oh, wow. So I've okay. been doing it like a long time. But anyways, um, I wasn't making money off it. But yeah, I was doing YouTube, and he had seen my videos, and my videos... Oh, I was, um, anyways, so I was doing like... Anyways, okay, okay, that's giving too many hints. But he saw a video that I did that related to him in some way, and he said we should go hang out. And I said, okay. I was like, so anyways, to make a long story short, he asked me to go to Chuck E. Cheese with him, and I was like, oh, that's kind of weird, but we okay. Went, yeah, that is kind of weird. Chuck he, E. Cheese. He's older. He's like, you know, he's probably like 55 now. Oh, he's 55. That's why Chuck E. Cheese. Now it makes sense. What? He's a creep, maybe, I think. I think, well, let me get to the okay. story. So then he, he would, we'd go to Chuck E. Cheese, and people, he was famous on a whole other level like probably the most famous person i've been with which i'm not with like ben affleck or matt damon those people so this was like a big deal this was like oh um so we went to Chuck E. cheese and he would tell people that i was his daughter and then he would like squeeze my tits like while he was telling people why we were like getting tokens or like getting tickets or like cashing our tickets in or something so it was really weird and then so, so anyways, that's why he wanted you to go to Chuck E. cheese so to, we could play this little game out yes and, and then yeah yeah okay. and then we like yeah we hooked up and he was he was weird kind of weird whatever and he was i think sober too i don't think he did any drugs 
But then the craziest story then happened. We hung up high three times. And like the fourth time we hung out, we were in his house. He lives in Malibu. It was like a most gorgeous house I've ever seen to this day. It was so nice. Um, and he just took a gun out and started shooting bullets around my head. And I was like running across the room and he kept like, shoot. but he was a good shot, meaning he was going so close to me without hitting me. This is absolutely. Now, there are drugs involved, I'm imagining. No drugs on his end. My so end for sure. he's sober mm-hmm. and he pulls out a gun. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, Trisha, bang. Yes. And you start running around, and yes. he's kind of like making you dance around with the gun. Yes, as I'm trying to get out of the door, which has like 5,000 locks on it, he's literally shooting. I tell the story to literally everyone, and people like don't believe me. Like they don't believe me. And it's like literally shot like a circle around my head. Like in a cartoon? Yes. Like a Yosemite Sam Bugs Bunny card. Okay. Yes. So it was just a hun- like I just it was the craziest thing. And was he doing it because he thought it was funny? Obviously, or was he mad at you? He was or? laughing. Yeah. So he's a crazy person. Yes. And he's still famous. He's massive. He's massive. But that he's is- crazy in the media. But he's coming back now. But he was crazy. Get, that's that's the last lesson I get. He was a little crazy in the media. And now he's coming. Okay, good. Yeah. We we won't get. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But because- I'll actually get killed by him. I'm sure. I feel like he might. He doesn't look scary. He doesn't seem scary. But I'm. I think he's a crazy. Uh, he's actually crazy. Yeah. Well, obviously he's actually. <laughs> you might. He shot circles right here. Like he might be crazy. I think for sure he's crazy. I know. This is my life. Oh my god. So that's pretty amazing. So that was uh, now after that happened, and this was. But this wasn't an escort story. This was a story of a guy who just wanted to hook up. Right. The craziest escorting story, I don't really have two crazy ones because they're all pretty normal. Everyone who gets escorts are high as well. They're all like on drugs when you see them. So. And you just roll over and they kind of. Yeah. They don't, sometimes they don't even want to have sex. They just like have you come over and like you have sex with all the other escorts there and they, they just like pass out. Oh, so there's a bunch of people. With usually. Escorts. I mean, one on one. No, I would say usually. I would say maybe like 10% of the time there's other people. Okay. Yeah. So, did you ever think about doing porn at this point? Did you do porn? Oh, that's so funny. I, I I I love the idea of porn, and I like I love it. Like I'm on I'm on Pornhub. It I'm seems trying like a good d- combination of escorting and your your. Oh, I would love I would have loved to have done porn. I just thought it was so cheap. I remember going to like people offering it to me, and I just remember like, which is a lot, a thousand dollars for like a day, which I guess is a lot in the porn world. But for me, that didn't seem like a lot. I was yeah. like, and also I just. I don't know. It never that never interested me because I don't think I look that hot like having sex. Like I'm actually pretty insecure. Like I love having sex. I love being naked. But like I've made sex tapes and I'm like, ooh, I don't like the way I look. And I never like the way I look. Even when I was 90 pounds, I was like, ooh, you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. didn't like it. Okay. I don't think sex is cute. I don't. I don't watch porn. I'm not a porn person. I don't think sex looks to me. That's like disgusting to watch. Interesting. Okay. Just because I hate the way sex looks. But I'm, that's know. crazy. So let's go back to the. So you're you're stripping. You start escorting. And and while you're escorting, you start and stripping. You started doing the YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. Now, when was the moment where this actually became a commodified thing? Where all of a sudden you were getting attention that you're like, wait, I can actually make money from this. Well, I found out I could make money. There's this. There's a ma- like the biggest YouTuber right now is named Shane Dawson, and I met him in 2011, and he's like he was my best best friend. But when I met him, I just met him off Alley Casting. He was looking for strippers for his video, and he paid a hundred dollars a day. And then he lived in like this huge house. He is my age, and I was like, what the heck do you do? And he's like, YouTube. And I was like, I have YouTube videos. I had like 200 videos out at that point. And, and how many, so how many views at this point had you? Had? Nothing like 3,000 views. 3, views. But you could still monetize them, and I was still making and what like. Were, what were these videos at this point? Early on. Just me talking in my, like, house. Simple stuff, like, this mm-hmm. is me brushing my teeth, feeding my cat. Yeah, like, that. my first 50 videos were, like, dedicated to meeting Quentin Tarantino. I wanted to meet Quentin Tarantino, okay. and then I got to. Like, Eli Roth saw them, and he was, like, and those two are cool guys that I, like, never escort for, and they're, like, so sick, and they're always so sweet to me, so I can say their names because they're awesome. But, like, yeah. Eli Roth saw my videos when I was, like, 18, and they were all about Quentin Tarantino, and he was, oh, really? like, you need to come to this thing where Quentin's going to be at. Yeah. How do you even get to your videos? They he was big up- on MySpace. He loved MySpace. Okay. So he found me... 
I don't know, really know. And then he saw my videos and he invited me to Quentin's theater. He owns a movie theater here in LA. And I just remember, and he like literally, Eli saw me, like took me by the hand, introduced me to Quentin. And they were always been so cool to me ever since. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, my first videos. And then I started making videos toward other people so I can meet other celebrities because here I am, little trying star fucker, trying to be like an actress or I don't know what yeah. the fuck I was trying to do. But yeah, now yeah. Y- y- you have done acting though, right? Some stuff. I mean, like a modern family, like, you know, like bit parts. That's great though, because now it's kind of like you're, you're like a cult of personality. You're like Trisha Paytas. So yeah. when you're cast something, your cast says Trisha Paytas. I right. Imagine. Now I remember when, when uh, the night that we we met or hung out, whatever. Um, you uh, you you I mentioned something about like Angeline because you had like a, a a pink Jeep or something. I have a pink Jeep. I still have the pink Jeep wagon. And you were like you were like yeah I want to be just like her. Mm-hmm. Did and you see my billboards? I had some billboards up. You in, have billboards? Yeah, they're up in LA. There was one right on Sunset in um, La Brea, but it just got taken down. What What was the billboard? I didn't just see. Just me. It. Just at Trisha Paytas. Just Just like Angeline. Okay, so yeah. people who don't know, if you and imagine if you don't live in LA, you don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't want to be too inside baseball with this. So, um, <laughs> back in the '90s, up until the early 2000s, there what? And she's still around. Oh yeah, she drives her pink Corvette. Her name's Angeline, and I don't know what her story is. Maybe you can tell us the Angeline story. But she would have billboards all over L.A. There was just her, like, posing in, in a bikini. And she <laughs> must have been easily 50s when I saw these billboards. I mean, she looked good, but she was, like, you know, in her 50s on a billboard just with her name and, like, a number to a service or something. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm, like, a, I'm in school or something. I think I'm maybe just out of school driving around, like, what the fuck is up with this town? <laughs> and then you would see her. I'd go to Ralph's. Her her pink. She had a pink Corvette. Corvette. Mm-hmm. Um, and it always struck me as, and don't take this the wrong way, but as as an actor in graduate school who wants to be a theater actor <laughs> and be on Broadway and smoking in the rain like James Dean, uh, it was what was wrong with the entertainment industry. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is like, <laughs> you can have money and get, and I just didn't understand what it was about. Um, so, and the fact that you like that, and you're obviously very smart, and you've accomplished a lot of stuff right now. I don't. I'm still kind of curious, like w- what about that is intriguing to you or interesting? Like, it's just the idea of someone making herself famous through will. Yeah, my 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 inspiration was Anna Nicole Smith. So, like when I was a kid, okay. her reality show was on, and I was like in maybe middle school, high school, and her show was on, and I was like, this is it. She was a chunky girl, but looked look hot, uh-huh. and she was, like, having, like, tons of sex. She had all this money. She married an old man. Like, she was, like, famous. She didn't do anything, but she was yeah. in, you know, like, the Naked Gun movies, and she, like, wasn't good, but she got to do all this cool shit. Yeah. Just being herself, and I was like, oh, like, that's what I need to do. And, yeah. like, I guess Angelina's kind of, like, the same way, but, like, it, on a bigger scale as Anna, so I was just like, that's what I need to do. Even, like, someone like Pamela Anderson, who's, like, not the best actress, I was like, oh, I could do that. Yeah, and have you met all these people? Have you met Angeline and? No, Does no. Does she hate you? Are you like the competition? I to think her? so. Like even really? when I met Pam, she was very like standoffish. Really? Because mm-hmm. don't you think at one point people are like, okay, I'm old, I'm passing the torch? No, they're like no. the opposite. Tommy Lee and I had huge beef earlier this year because he called me Spamela Anderson. Yeah, he, he, he like, called you Spamela Anderson. <laughs> yeah, he thought I was like this, like trying to be this like knockoff of Pam or something like that. Because I was, I did like tribute photos to them, and, and I was just like this old grumpy man just coming after me. He went off on social media about me like this. He called me like a bitch. He called me like all these names. He was Why? Crazy. Just because? Because I, I was like recreating photos and I was like hotter than them, and they were just like, oh shit, we're old. This sucks. Yeah. Did you get in a Twitter war with him? Yes, I think it was. I think it was his girlfriend. His girlfriend's like, uh, oh my god, I'm getting in so much trouble. His girlfriend's like a social media person, but I, I don't have any beef with them. But I by think the way, she we, was. We, we, <laughs> very, we have a very small following right now, so you won't get in trouble. Say whatever <laughs> you want no. until you blow this up on your channel. I, <laughs> no, I no, 
know. No, and I obviously I, it was out on social media, so you can't get in trouble. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They made it such a big deal. Like I don't even know what I did. I literally just made these photos earlier this year with my boyfriend, like just recreating like Pam and Tommy photos, which, is, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, it was actually like trying to be it's nice. Like yeah. I love them. I loved Pam and Tommy, but I think it was the new girlfriend that was getting a little like okay. jolly. Oh, that makes sense. She's like, this She's was an abuse. Yeah, she's like, this is an abu- this was an abusive relationship, and you're glorifying it. I'm like. Literally, Ooh. Kim Kardashian dressed up as Pam and Tommy with her little, like, gay best friend this year. So, I was like, everyone does this. Like, it's not a... Anyways, it was weird. They came after me. And then me, I have, like, a loud mouth. But now I've, like, toned down a lot because I'm trying not to be so dramatic. Did you have a good zinger? A good zinger? Against Tommy Lee? <laughs> no. No, I was being, like... I was playing You're the opposite card. Okay. I was being the sweet card. I was like, wow, this was, like, supposed to be a tribute. Like, I'm a huge fan. I don't know where this is coming from. Like, I'm so sorry oh. if I... Fa- like, I was being so nice. And they kept, like, attacking me, like, both of them, like, him and his girlfriend. And they kept, like, calling me names, calling me a bitch, calling me, like, disgusting. Like, all this stuff. I was just like, oh. I'm like... And then... So, I was going on Instagram story. And then, like, she was going on Instagram story. It was so stupid. It was so stupid. I'm fucking 30 years old. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> he's 60. So, what is that? You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah, yeah. even weirder for doing that. So, uh, one of the things that my, my daughter said, my daughter, I said, hey, I'm interviewing Trisha, And she said, well... Be nice because Trish is very sensitive. True. Aw. Right? That is so, true. And my daughter is very sensitive too. So mm, I, I guess one her. of the things I want to ask about that um, is, well, first of all, I want to backtrack a little bit because <laughs> you were doing this stuff and, and da 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 and some, at some point it blew up. At some point it kind of became this thing. When was that? Was What was the tipping oh. point? That was um, like America's Got Talent catapulted it. Catapulted I don't know it. What, that, what happened there. Um, so I went on America's Got Talent the as year a, as a contestant. For a, as a singer. Oh no! I don't know. Oh, my talent was, what was um. Your talent? It was fast talking. So okay, this is so funny. Okay, so okay, your back talent to that was fast talking. Mm-hmm. So talking about like not having any talent. Like I, the one thing on YouTube people constantly were telling me is like, wow, you talk really fast, and I'm like, that's so stupid. But here's the fucking weird thing. So America's Got Talent called me year after year when Piers Morgan was a judge, and like, can you come on and like do fast talking? And I was like, I don't know what that How'd even. How they means. know you're fast talk because on YouTube you'd go. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I would read a book and I could read. I think I read 800 words in a minute, and that was like one of my viral videos at the time. Okay. So they're like, can you do this on America's Got Talent? And I was like, obviously they're gonna make fun of me if I go on for that. But like, but then when Howard Stern was a judge, I was like, okay. I'll do it anyways but from America's Got Talent Howard Stern talked about me on a show and then okay, I got so talk Ellen about, let's talk about America's Got Talent because you're talking too fast right now Can I, I know you? I was trying to get to like because then I got other shows from so that, you got America's Got Talent and you go on and this is televised yes and I you mean. were like you walk out there and blah blah and they're staring at you and they're like they have no idea who you are but they probably do really I had a whole package like you know how some contestants get like a full package story before your audition uh-huh. like they did a whole package about me oh they did <clears> background story mm-hmm. was your dad involved with this no, no. You usually go with the parents. And no, no, no. Because I, because I wasn't like obviously I was like a a, a joke act. I wasn't like a for sure. I, I wasn't that. like I the that. home yeah, run. No. Like this girl's so talented. Um, <laughs> they made it. They made it funny. So I went on because I did love Howard Stern, and I went on saying like I'm literally here just to meet Howard Stern because my goal was because again back to the Pam Anderson and Anna. They were always on Howard Stern, and he loved porn stars. Of I'm like, okay, like this is my in. Yeah. Um, because I would love to have like ideally my career would be like a Howard Stern or Wendy Williams. Like I fucking yeah, love yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh maybe this is. My, are we still going? Yeah, yeah. We're okay. Still, just <laughs> um, yeah, I So I was like, maybe this could be. I was always trying to get an in somewhere. Uh-huh. So I thought maybe this is my in. I was like twenty, like three or something at the time. And so um, I just said how much I loved Howard Stern, blah, blah blah. So they made it all about Howard Stern. And then at the end of my like little segment, Howard Stern like came up and like um, danced with me on stage and stuff like that. And like he said, like he like made fun of me for being crazy. He's like, I'll see you like in the mental institution or something. I was like, <laughs> okay, whatever. So, but it was funny, and I made it funny because I'm, you know, I'm funny. You're funny. <laughs> I am funny. Um, so, so what did you what did you do on stage? You were like, I'm going to talk fast. I think I like made my own rap because originally they wanted me to rap and I can definitely do that. I had a Busta Rhymes video go viral, but they couldn't get rights to that song. So I was like, okay. So they're like, can you write your own? I was like, what the fuck? No, (laughs) but I did. And it was 
awful. Like the minute I went on stage, like oh by the way, we put background music because originally it was just like a spoken word thing I was doing fast. Oh, so they put back. They didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they wanted they wanted to make you look like a clown. Basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and but you know what? No one can make me look like a clown because I can make any situation like flawless in my favor. So uh, I was like, fuck this shit. So as soon as it all happened, I got buzzed or whatever, and everyone was being like a little bitch, and I like fucking turned it around, and everyone like loved me. And Howard Stern came on stage. It was like, oh a, wow. Yeah, and then he talked about me on a show the next day, and like after that, he talked about me, and um, yeah, he compared me to Pamela Anderson. He's like, oh, uh, wow. yeah, so it was nice. It was great. That's pretty amazing. And did you get to go on his show ever? I didn't go on his show, but right from America's Got Talent, I got calls from like Ellen. I went on Jay Leno. I went on um, World Guinness World Records. I went on like a bunch of like shows for Guinness World Records promoting them on True TV with Dan Cortez. Did you have the Guinness World Record for speed talking? Um, they wanted me. Yeah, so I went on the show to break it, and I did break it, but I didn't enunciate enough, so I didn't get the record. Oh, so you yeah. broke it, but then they had judges like. Look over it mm-hmm. and they're like, no. But I still got to do all the promo for them. Like, it was so weird. Like, I didn't break the record, but me and the host went around and did, like, Good Morning America. We did all the shows. So I was going, like, on all these TV shows. Yeah. Um, and then I just, I, I got, like, it went from, like, maybe 15,000 subscribers to, like, from Howard, from all that stuff in that year, the Eminem music video. Like, all that stuff I, like, probably did in a year, and I got probably a million followers from all a of it. A million. And what year is this? Mm, maybe 2010. 2010. Okay. Twenty eleven. So, so this point, and this, so th- at this point, you're getting money, obviously, for doing this. No, from YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was probably making like eight thousand, which is good for most people. But eight thousand a what? Eight thousand dollars a month. Okay. Yeah. That's you know. For me, it was great. Yeah, that's great. Okay, <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> and now, now, what, what? One thing that I'm really curious about is the whole live streaming thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is that something you're a part of? Not anymore, because you know people get swatted these days. Don't what does live that mean, stream. Swatted. <laughs> People will call like oh, the SWAT. Oh, they call the SWAT team. Yeah, if they now, know you're home. Tell, tell people what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a couple things happen when you live stream. One, they can they can SWAT you, where they call like a SWAT team to like literally come to your house and SWAT. Just you to go. fuck with you. Yes, Just and they have trolls. guns. Yes, all this stuff. And then some other people will know when you get off your live stream, knowing you're home. And I've heard this. This was a story on YouTube. A couple people happen. People will wait for you to like leave your house, then come in and like hold you at gunpoint. And, like like I don't. There's been crazy stories. What? Yeah. Because people do people know where you live. Anyone can find out anything. Oh, my God. People find out anything. And I have, like, security at my house and stuff, too. And people can still find out anything. So I, I stopped it because I lived in a huge house and like um, at one point, And people were doing that all the time when I live streamed. But So by all the time, they would swat you, like, dozens of times? Um, yeah, I never got swatted. I got, what was it? I got 5150 where they would, like, call cops and say, oh. this girl's going to kill herself. She's talking about it online. And I never was talking about that. So cl- police would show up to my house at, like, I would end a stream at, like, 3 a.m. And at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning, police would come and, like, surround my house and, like, flash their lights in there and... Yeah, oh my it was God. crazy. I was so scared. So, um, and then people broke in all the time too. They knew I was home, so they would like break in and be on my stream, and it was crazy. Oh my! Well, that sounds okay. <laughs> so you were on your stream, and someone broke in and got on your screen, mm-hmm. and so, people were freaking out. They thought it was like a bit. Like they okay, thought. So yeah. let's 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 tell that story because that is crazy <laughs> yeah. to me. You're at your home. You're live streaming. It's uh-huh. late at night, right? Yes. And somebody, we don't know how, found out where you lived. You still don't know how they found out, right? Um, no, I, I think my pic- my house was on Zillow or something. Like oh, they could okay. see the layout, kind of like the staircase, or I don't know. So just people, no time, no job. They oh, all the time and no job. They just find and they by breaking in like through a window, through a door, just crashed through my like I had a window. Oh. They just broke through it. So these are crazy, crazy people. people. I've had so many break-ins at my house. I lived there for seven months, and I had probably twenty break-ins. Trisha, this is like really remarkable. It's cr- it's and so you're scary. Like, oh, this is cute, but I mean, it's horrifying. Did they ever? Did anyone ever try to 
I mean, rob you or yeah. Hurt oh you? yeah, I got robbed a lot. Uh, never got hurt. No, no. thank God, because that's my biggest fear. Yeah. I just did a tour, and my biggest fear was doing like mean greets for so long because I'm like well, that stuff scares me. But of course, of yeah. course. Wow, that's really fascinating. So, yeah. so you stopped the live live streaming, <laughs> and the YouTube is still blowing up and blowing up and blowing up, mm-hmm. and it continues to blow up. But you YouTube, uh, how many hours a day? You YouTube every all? day. All, so, I mean, all, all hours of the day, everything we do. So. I'm a little confused about it because doesn't YouTube have a certain amount of time that you can put on? They're hour-long videos, so I edit them down. Okay, hour-long videos. Okay, mm-hmm. and you, uh, so and you're also sensitive, like my daughter said. Yes. Very so, sensitive. what about all the YouTube trolls and the comments and shit like that? Was there a point where it was really affecting you and it hurt you and you got over it? Because I know for me, like as a comic, I mean, first of all, MySpace was the birth of the troll. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> And I would get trolled really hard. And people would threaten. I'll go to your comedy show. I'll kick your fucking ass. Whatever it was. Um, and then, uh, so I kind of got used to it a little bit, the, the trolling situation. And then when I started doing stand-up and videos would come out. And people would just say, your thighs are fat. Or, wow, this guy's <laughs> this guy's ugly. And then there's also, like, you know, the unfunny shit. And, um, and as much as I'm like, okay, I'm steel to this stuff because I'm a comic, it would still affect me. And I would still get hurt. And really? Yeah, and even recently, I did, I did this. There was a, an Instagram from from Laugh Factory. It was just about vegans, and it was just like a simple thing of like how vegan food is bad. I mean, it's the dumbest joke. It's like cauliflower steak tastes like cardboard or something like that, <laughs> and not even like a, not even like a joke I do anymore. And people like the vegan community went after me, and they're like, "You're a piece of shit. You're not funny. Quit," you know. And 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 I'm like, uh, "I'm cool," but like deep down, I'm like, mm. It bother you? It would bother me. So it might, and if you're a sensitive person, like my daughter says, like how did you get past that point? Because there must have been a point where it was hurting, and then you were able to figure out in your head how to get around it. No, I'm sensitive in real life. Like I, I think she's probably talking about because like a lot of my videos used to be like crying videos, like with people hurt me, like boyfriends, like cheating, and those kind of things like hurt me a lot. Like if someone cheats, or like if my, it's like my real life that I'm really sensitive to. Like you know, I don't like drama in my real life. I literally don't care about cons. I've never. Was that always the case? Always. Always. Because I got bullied so much in high school. Like, there was literally nothing anyone could say that, like, I didn't hear 5,000 times a day when I was yeah. in school. You know what I mean? Like, it was always in my head. I'm like, oh, I'm gross. I'm disgusting. Like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? And that was, like, the main comments and stuff like that. So, oh, you're a slut. You're this. And I took, I take that as a compliment. I was like, thanks. I do bang a lot of guys. Thank you. <laughs> well, what, there must have been something along the way from the YouTuber, the, the streamers, that, that did hurt you, that, that kind of made you go, or maybe, what, was there anything that made you kind of change your approach or think about things differently? Or maybe a comment or something from YouTube that actually affected you in some way? Maybe in a good way. I think in a good way. Um, I really don't take comments to heart. Like, it, the thing that bothers me, it doesn't even bother me. Sometimes, like, comments about, like, nothing actually bothers me. Like, no comments bother me. It's always, like, real life stuff. Like, mm-hmm. g- guys are the only thing that's, like, ever, like, hurt me and stuff like that. Like, but other than that, like, or my family. I've had, like, family issues and stuff yeah. like that. But comments just don't I just to me they're like not real people and sure. like it goes the opposite way like during my tour this summer I met like real people who like love me and I was like so like mind blown I was like whoa yeah, there's like real people yeah. yeah wow and like even when people come up to me like your daughter and her friends came up to me I, I was like so shocked I remember even telling her I was like oh do you know me like I thought she's coming up to me because she thought she knew I knew okay you. well let's, let's tell the story so okay. so <laughs> you're where are you what what, what restaurant Ooh, we're bougie we're Nobu in Malibu Nobu in Malibu yeah what was she doing there she was so bougie <sighs> My daughter's not bougie at all. My daughter, uh, she went to Malibu High School. She oh, graduated Malibu High School. Okay. So she was, she lived around there. Was she eating there? That's so expensive. Um, I think she had some friends who were eating around there. Oh, okay. It wasn't really her price point. But, <laughs> she just um, came up to our table. So my daughter or my daughter's friend? Your daughter. 
she came with, with like her two friends. Okay, there's three of them. Table and she said hi. Yeah, she goes. Her friend said hi. Her friend's like hi, and she's kind of like in the background. Yeah. And this was like two months after we hung out. Like uh-huh. I, I, we all hung out one time, and I was just like, so this was like two months later. So I thought, oh, she's like coming up to me because like, I think I might have talked about you briefly, but like not your name kind of just and I was like oh she probably just knows because like people whatever yeah. um so I was like oh my god like like that's so crazy and I'm like yeah like I'm, I I knew your dad like I'm, I'm like friends with him and she was just like what and she was like confused <laughs> and then like I think she was confused and then I was really confused and then my sister's like what are you doing and I was like oh I'm like what and then I didn't realize that they like watched my videos and then that's crazy it was all awkward well, but <laughs> thank you for that because it it was a one moment where I thought that was cool yeah and I literally said to my sister like that's Bill Dawson's daughter <laughs> Because we watched you, like, years prior. Like, oh, my God, probably when I was 18, my sister and I watched you, like, at, like, some, like, 24-hour Laugh Factory thing or something. Oh, okay. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And then we thought you were so funny. And then, like, I started watching your stand which is still funny, Aww. but I wasn't like, oh, wow, he's amazing. But <laughs> And then okay. I got to know you as a person. No, 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 he's okay. Even when we hung out, I was, like, I was, like, disappointed. Thank you. <laughs> right? You were, too. I could sense it. Like, it was awkward. Our hangout was the most awkward it was thing. Very, it was very friendly. No, it, it was, was a really friendly. awkward. Because I remember I did, like, a story time after. Because, like, it was bad like there was nothing to say bad about it it was just like uh, just like the whole thing was just awkward like the talking was awkward the stories were awkward everything was awkward yes, yes. and you were like i don't drink and like this is weird <laughs> and it was it, the whole thing was weird. it was like i felt like you felt like you were on like to catch a predator so you came into the house like this is weird i'm like what i looked around for cameras you did you were so weird you came at like midnight it was weird it was and now weird. we're friends fist bump okay i don't know if we're friends moving on <laughs> okay <friendly. laughs> you're so uncomfortable it was but it was yeah not everyone has has a story that they can put on full display. I'm a little okay. Just know so, that like I'm a fan. Like obviously I want to be here because like you're funny. I, you're I do right, think you're funny. You're right. So, but I did want to talk to you about the. I did want to talk to you about relationships because uh, now you have a boyfriend. Is he a fiance or is he a husband? Oh, I wish. No, he's a boyfriend. He's how long have you been with him? Um, we'll have a year next month. We've been together like a year and a half, but like officially a year. Now, is this so? In the course of your YouTube sort of fame, uh, how many relationships have, have you been through with this? Because that must be very difficult for relationships, I imagine. I imagine most guys would be like, I can't handle this. <laughs> yeah, most people, they either want to keep me a secret because they're fucking cheaters, or they want to like use me and like be on my channel like, every second they can. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've only had like three serious relationships. I, I, I think I do remember, cause, and it made me feel sad in my heart. I I think you went through a really bad breakup right before your most recent boyfriend, and I think I saw you crying. I was like, I can't watch this, and I don't know who the guy was, but I guess he I was, was crying cheap. in front of you. No, but it was on it was on a video. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, felt like it was in front of me. <laughs> but um, uh, uh, yeah, that was my no. You know who it is? It was my gay boyfriend who danced for Cher. Remember? And you said, Oh, James dances for Cher too. Oh, oh, wait, you had a gay boyfriend. Okay, he was your boyfriend, and then that you turned found out to be out. gay or oh, bi. Gay. <laughs> So how did you uh, now? The, now the LGBT community is going to come out. So how did you? Uh, how did that? So you were with him for how long? A year. A year. Mm-hmm. At what point did you find out he was gay? Um, I found out because like we were together every night, and like the one night we weren't together for a year, he was like out at a gay club, like making out with a guy, and people were like Snapchatting him because he was on my channel every day. Oh my god! Yeah. So at that point, he must he must have wanted to come out, obviously, or he, he must have wanted you know. He still denies it. He denies being gay. Mm-hmm. And you saw these Snapchats of him kissing another guy. It was like him. It was blurry, but uh, it was him. <laughs> but also he's like, I didn't kiss him. Like we were just dancing. I was drunk and we were having fun. And he, he still denies it. Are you friends with him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually, he's cool. He's we're, cool. I mean, we're not.
not friends with him, but we did a video earlier this year, so we're cool. Like me yeah. and my boyfriend did a video. Like who knows me better, my ex boyfriend versus my boyfriend. So we're oh, fine. That's kind of funny, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so your new boyfriend, Jason, he, who I've never met, he seems like a very. You nice don't guy. know him. I don't know Jason. No. He did the comedy circuit. He was on Last Comic Standing. He was oh, like a okay. semifinalist. Oh, very cool. I'm surprised you so don't know him. So how did you, in this crazy hurly-burly world where you're live live streaming, getting broken, and, and all this <laughs> YouTube trolls and all this shit, this guy, he's already a YouTube kind of personality, right? He was big on Vine. Do you so remember what's Vine? His name? Jason Nash. Jason Jason Nash. Yeah. People, because people. I'm, I'm assuming nobody knows anything. Oh, right, right. Jason Nash. He was a big on Vine, like a really big deal. Okay, so how did you meet him? YouTube. He he is a big he's a big vlogger. He vlogs with this guy named David Dobrik, who's like a big vlogger. And there was a vlog where he was like single. He's been he's he was married for like ten years, uh-huh. divorced for like and he's single for like three years. And he always complained about couldn't find a girlfriend. So someone someone just like a f- person that watched me said to him like, oh my god, you should on his video was like you should date Trish Paytas. They showed her my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like she loves like old guys and like you guys would That's be perfect. Hilarious. Yeah. So so uh, yeah. And so then you were we kind of set up. Yeah, we were set up, and then we went on a date for a vlog, How, and I liked him. Did he approach him. you? Did you approach him? He did the video first, and okay. then um, people were like, "Date Jason Nash." Like all these people were like, de- like tweeting me. So and you're then, getting your fans to kind of like push you guys together. Yeah, That's and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm down," because I was all miserable and depressed. This was like this last is right summer. After, this is after the the gay guy. Rage. Yeah, this was like right. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. This was right. At, this was like six months later. So okay. Um. So then we went on a date for his video for his YouTube channel, and that I, is yeah. by the way, just the idea. We <laughs> went on a date for his YouTube channel. Yeah. So crazy. Literally just for his channel. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so they filmed the whole thing. Yeah. Where was the date? The Grove. The Grove. Yeah. Okay, you're walking around. Yeah. And did you feel right away like there was chemistry? Yeah, we had sex in like 45 minutes of meeting each other. <laughs> was that on YouTube? <laughs> no. I talk about it and he hates it. He's like you. He's actually real. He's like pretty private. He's not as private now, but he's pretty private with that kind of stuff. He's very weird with like sex stuff. So like when I say that story, he hates it. But his friend David, sure. our friend David, who has a big YouTube channel, he'll always like he'll talk about sex and stuff, and I always bring it up. And Jason like hates that story. <laughs> but it's like, it's like the point of that is is like girls don't be afraid to have sex on the first date. People are like wow, they won't take you seriously. If you, yeah, that's not true. Yeah, people you, do it all the time. Yeah, for sure. So as you've been, there must have been some challenges with this kind of public romance and public mm-hmm. wooing, you know, process. Uh, what was what's the hardest part about? forging relationship <laughs> in the public eye well just all the comments like literally every comment is like it's so weird he gets way more views than me he has way more popular youtube friends than me and people oh, are like really? he's using trish like and like that huh. stuff or like he doesn't like trish you can tell he's miserable like oh wow people try and break you up all the time yeah right? so does that affect you because i know you said it doesn't personally affect you i was gonna say that earlier i was like it it does, but then it doesn't because I'll like bring it up to Jason and he's like, he doesn't read comments. He like couldn't care less about comments. Yeah. He's like, why do you read that? And so like, it doesn't as long as like, I know, but in my head, I'm thinking like, what if he reads that? Cause people will say Trish is toxic and she's manipulative and all this stuff towards yeah. Jason. And like, I mean, he's 45 years old. Like if you don't want to be with me, you want to be with me. But because of comments say, I'm like, wow, maybe they're seeing something I don't because comments sure. also said my ex-boyfriend was gay for a year. And I was like, he's not gay. And then that Snapchat came out. I was like, oh, my God. So maybe people see things that I don't sometimes. So that's why I'm like, I kind of take them to heart. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I can it's, see that. Yeah. But I don't. I, yeah. That's well, the thing about YouTube comments, too, is like sometimes I'll have a, uh, I have this one video where I talk about getting head from a, a tranny in an alley. I'm sorry. <laughs> from a transgender person in an alley. You can't say tranny? No. That's like saying, you know, the N word. Really? I guess so. Oh. Well, moving on. So, uh, <laughs> but I had this video. And Wait, you were getting head from? Well, wow. I was getting, and I put my hand on the head, and then the hair moved. And I was like, oh, please be a girl. That's that's the joke and the true story. So, Is um, it a true story? Yes. So, so you're kind of gay. Congrats. Welcome to LGBT. No, it was a wig. 
A girl wearing a wig. God damn it. A girl wearing a wig. So my point is this. Someone on the comment said, you know, I hate you have a tick. You have a tick in your in your stand up where you go. And um, it's something like Amy Schumer does a lot. It's really annoying. It's like you do a joke and you go and um, instead of just hitting the joke, you do this little. And I remember that and I took it to heart and I actually remember that and I tried to stop doing it in my stand up because I found it to be an annoying tick. Oh. So sometimes these comments actually are constructive and it's hard to know the difference between something that's constructive and something that's just going to like rip your heart out. Yeah. So I don't know the difference to be honest. <laughs> and also I don't change. Like if someone's like, you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not good at changing. So. Yeah. So right now, you and Jason, you went on a tour, right? Yeah, yeah. So what's this tour about? That sounds I fascinating. Sing. I told you, I have my music. Okay, I don't know much about your... Come on. You're like, what's your first channel? I know, but <laughs> Trisha, these people don't know. Let's say these are people who are being exposed to you for the first time. These are stand-up comedy fans. <laughs> Rewind the podcast at the beginning. You're like, what's your channel about? I make my main channel for my music. Okay, so, well, because I knew you are fat. Here you say you have no talent. Meanwhile, <laughs> you're almost a Guinness World Record holder for uh-huh. fast-talking, and you sang. I mean, I don't sing. It's like auto-tune. It's like Disney Channel star singing. Can you sing right now acoustically? It's awful. Oh, no. You should hear me live. Like, it's not good. But people, like, my fans, like, live for it. Oh, my God. I'm not good Can at you all. sing, please, a little bit? What do you sing on, I, these, I, on this tour? I have my own music. I mean, I write my own music. I have, like, six albums. I have, like, a lot of music out. I but love doing it. But you say you're awful. <sighs> I'm like, okay, but I'm definitely not good. I'm definitely not good. Well, I'm a terrible singer. You so are? If I sing, will you sing? Sing something. Maybe. I'm not going to promise, but try. I want to hear you. <laughs> no, I'm really bad. Okay, let me hear. Actually, here's a really embarrassing story. <laughs> I had an audition for a play because I'm still a theater actor. I didn't know that about you, but that's cool. What? I didn't know you were tr- classically trained. Like, you were like, oh, yeah. I trained. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I take back what I, I said. Went to, I, went to, I was on Broadway, remember? Yeah. <laughs> and it was for, it was about the Little Rock Nine, which is a group of students in Arkansas who basically, the first black students. And so it was a very, it was obviously an African American themed play, and it was going to be very powerful and had a social movement behind it. And I was going to be like the white guy playing every racist senator and governor in the South. And at the end of the audition, they're like, "Can you sing?" And I go, uh, "No." And they're like, "Well, what do you sing? Karaoke?" <laughs> <laughs> so I sang, and I wasn't thinking about the connotations of this, but the only karaoke song I knew was. Sebastian the Crab and Little Mermaid. Oh, I love that. I yeah, love that. Oh my cute, God. but check this out. He's doing a stereotypical Jamaican <laughs> accent for a black empowerment play. Is that true? Is this a true story? Absolutely true story. So I go up there like, oh, well, I go, the seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going? And I'm doing this like That's great, by the way. I feel like I kill it in karaoke. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. So there's a panel of like, you know, eight black actors and writers looking at me like, what the fuck are you doing, you asshole? And I go through the whole, and I'm getting like less and less confident as I'm going around. Oh my god! Oh god! Funny. That's really you were good. That was good. I think you'll say I did not get the part. You didn't. No. I was going to ask you that. No, of course you not. didn't get it. I think I almost got it until I sang Sebastian the Crab for Little Mermaid. You so, killed it, though. I thought that was so. Great. I can kind of do like a character-ish, but I'm a terrible singer. You're like a mimic. Yeah, well, yeah. I went to like grad school for acting, and they were just like, you're. You're a terrible singer. Don't sing. Yeah, I'm. I'm in the same boat. Like I can, I can, I think I can like mimic people. Like I can mimic like you know Britney Spears, or, like Christian Channel with. Like I can mimic, but I can't like sing my own voice. Okay, do a mimic. Come on, I just did Sebastian the Crab. You can I, I can't. Oh my god, like because it's so on the spot. I'm like embarrassed. Like I actually don't mind really? doing it. Like you, you YouTube yourself twenty four seven. You're on the spot. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't even what about know what to rap? sing. Can you rap? I rap. Well, um, what I mean, Britney like, Spears. Oops, I did it again. 
Um, I know you know that song. I know. I can't do it. I'm so shy now. I'm like, oh, it's so <laughs> weird. I don't know how you just sang that. Like when people are like sing, it's so awkward. I can only do it if I'm doing a character and apparently if it's a like stereotypical <laughs> Jamaican. <laughs> that was good though. Okay. So you go and what does Jason do in the tour? Jason wasn't on tour with me. He went oh, on he his wasn't. own tour. He has a bigger tour that he does not. What is his tour about? He has a big podcast. He has the number one podcast right now on comedy. Oh, really? Yeah, on Bigger iTunes. than Joe Rogan. Yeah, they passed him. So David Dobrik is like his co-host. Well, okay. they're co-hosts together. And David is like, the, I think he's the number one YouTuber right now as far as views goes. I think he gets 300 million views a month or something. Jesus. Yeah, and so that's his friend. And they have like a podcast and they do a podcast tour. So yeah, I think they did pass Joe Rogan. So podcast tour is just the two of them and they bring in guests or how's that Yeah. Mm-hmm. They Who are these guests they bring on? Um, random. It's it's usually like their friends. Like they had like the one I went to was like John Stamos was there okay. and like just like random people. But people don't even care. Sometimes they have no guests and it's just them. And they're just talking about normal everyday shit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And people in the audience like, I have a question and they yeah. ask a question. Yeah, it's just it's yeah, it's called the Views Podcast and I love it. You guys should go listen to it because they talk about me all the time, which I love. <laughs> crazy so everything but no um no it's, a, it's actually really fun yeah and they just they just go you know basically like youtube tours are basically like just me and they play big big theaters i my mind i'm probably like a thousand capacity theirs i think are like five thousand. Oh wow yeah so and they sell out they're really good so they go on their own tour and i, I go on my separate tour and do you ever feel and you're by yourself you obviously have bodyguards or something right yeah mm-hmm. the, you must feel scared at some point right mm-hmm. yeah they have lots of security which is like my, that was my biggest concern yeah What's mm-hmm. now as you went from being a YouTube personality to, to touring? What's the biggest adjustment? Like, what have you just meeting your fans must be kind of weird. Yeah, it's so long because like the the reason people come to those shows and not because I'm an amazing singer clearly, but because um they want to meet you. And so like before the show, I meet about fifty VIPs, and then after the show, I meet about five hundred people. Oh wow! Yeah, so like maybe a thousand people will come to the show, but you end up meeting like five hundred fifty people. Yeah, and so you're there for about four hours after the show. Have you ever had people. an interaction with a, a fan that kind of like affected you or? change you or you like formed a, a friendship with oh them? my god yes oh my god yes and like i don't even say that like i think a lot of youtubers are kind of like i love my fans but like um mine are just because i'm because i share all my like real stories and i'm like always like telling everything like oh i got comedy i got this whatever you know what i mean like i think they they're very open with me so yeah i get those stories a lot i get people <laughs> who come to like yeah people literally are like they have and people have brutal stories and then when they tell me i feel like bad about complaining about my life i'm like oh god fuck yeah, you know? know like people yeah so one thing i don't want to get too deep with this because we talked about this very briefly um a friend of mine said that there was someone that you dated <laughs> and that we're not going to name his name, but that he, they said that your fans basically went after him and made him like quit all social media. <laughs> yeah. So your fans can be pretty rabid. Do you ever yes. feel you must feel a responsibility towards that? Mm, yeah. And like, I don't feel mm, it's such a it's such a thing because like he's like you have awful. a lot of power. You have you have literally is it millions of people? Yeah. Millions of people that you could say, get them. Right. And they will do everything they can. What's the worst thing a fan of yours has done to someone out of, like, just to, to, to defend your honor or something? Probably that. Probably, like, trying like, to run people do? off social media. They just, the, on Twitter and... Relentless. And, and then I would say, like, stop, don't do that. Because, like, it really wasn't my intent to, like, have him be, like... You know, bullied. I guess I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, well, the case sure. Is. That, that's fair. Yeah. So and then so I was like, oh my god, like don't attack him. But it was like my fault because I like did the video and stuff. But like I, I was twenty four. He was fifty five. You know what I mean? Like what yeah. did you expect? Like a twenty four year old that you're saying like oh, I'm gonna marry you. I'm gonna have babies with you. And you're like literally have a wife at like yeah. in your house. Like you know what I mean? Like like for t- and that was like a two and a half year relationship. It wasn't like a fling. You know what I mean? Like I would go up to Toronto to visit him. I was going to like New York to visit him. I was going all over. But the you place, were kind so. of a secret sort of lover of his, I guess. I guess. 
but like not really because like he did a movie with like a lot of my friends like a lot of my youtube friends and stuff and he would talk he'd ask them about me and talk about me and stuff so yeah. like, yes and no but like you know like i said again i'm 24 like when you, i tell this to any guy like if you're dating a 24 year old you know it's gonna be fucking drama like you know if you're 50 dating a 24 year old like what yeah. do you expect so so um like i don't do that stuff anymore really do you, reg- do you regret uh do you have any regrets from that do you have any regrets from the fact that that things you said or anything you did you were like oh, i wish i hadn't done that yeah i mean he had like a daughter and because he like had sex with like transvestites and men and like all the stuff like that that were like coming to me i guess it kind of like outed him you know what i mean okay. and like so maybe and even with my ex-boyfriend who's gay not gay i don't know i mean it was kind of outing him because the the snapchat was relatively small but i like kind of made it such a bigger deal than it was yeah. so i think like outing people kind of and then as they have kids like oh, for sure you know i try not to like have you made amends with that with him or with yourself or is that something that you feel like you want to make amends is it something that you feel like maybe you'll reach out to him in the future yeah i feel guilt even when i shouldn't feel guilt i feel guilt and i like i've apologized but he doesn't he never not which is fine like i mean i don't i literally don't care but um yeah, because I you, are, you, like, you obviously care about people in your sense of person. You don't yeah. want to hurt anyone. Yeah, I really never want to hurt anyone. But, like, people have, like, I mean, he was awful. Like, I got chlamydia from this guy. Like, that, like, scars your tubes. Like, you can't have babies. Like, all this shit. Like, he was just awful. And, like, repeatedly gave it to me because he's like, yeah, I got to clean. I'm good. You're the only person I'm with. And, like, again, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And just, like, I was so stupid, you know? But, um, yeah, I mean, you guess, I guess I feel bad because I, like, I don't want to hurt anyone. Now, one thing, I, back to that, uh, you did say that's the old me. So you feel like you're a new. What what is the new Trisha versus the old Trisha? Drama free. None of my YouTube. Are you drama free? Oh yeah, I don't talk about drama. Even if I have drama with like YouTubers, I just don't talk about it anymore. Like I just I don't talk about drama. I'm very happy in my life. Very positive. My situation. I have good like like David and Jason and all those people. They're like my. So is that big turning point being with Jason? Yeah. Okay, that's because Jason's so sweet and so loyal, and he always like on the podcast will talk about how much he loves me, and in person he talks about how much like he's great. I love him. Okay, so I'm gonna close with this with my daughter. Okay. I know she's sensitive. I don't want you to ask her that anything would make her upset. Now I've learned nothing makes you upset. <laughs> True. Um, she, ask her about commodified authenticity. What is commodified authenticity? Apparently that's a phrase that you coined. I don't no? know. Okay, Wait, moving can on. Can I see? Can I com- commodified authenticity? Yeah, she said ask her about commodified authenticity. Is it in quotes? Um, and then she also asked about how you deal with haters oh. and any memorable fan interactions experiences. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was the last question. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. That's really weird. I've done a lot of drugs, so maybe I forgot what I said <laughs> if it was a while ago. I mean, not yeah. now. Not today. I'm sober. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. That sucks. That's the last question. I don't no, know. You, you've actually answered probably. You've already answered it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, I do want to ask. So, you're, you're doing. You have an enormous YouTube following. You have a great relationship. Sounds like things are going great now. What What's sort of next for you? Like, what's the plan? If you. If. If you have like a pie in the sky vision of what it is mm-hmm. that you want to be, what is it? Yeah, I think I want to be like Wendy Williams. What, so you have your own daytime talk yeah, show? Yeah, I just want to like talk. Yeah. And sometimes she has like celebrities on there. She'll like interview sometimes, but like I, I kind of just want to like talk. You're going to get a talk show. Or Howard talk. Stern. I would love that. I listen to Howard Stern all the time. Me and Jason listen to him all the time in the car. Like I love that. Like I would love to just like talk about like people's like sex lives with them. But it sounds like that's what you do, right? Do you have guests <laughs> yeah. on your YouTube like channel yeah yeah greg was on there jamie kennedy like i could stand up someone too yeah yeah yeah. pretty bougie yeah <laughs> they're like big deals to me and everyone else is like, like it's, literally it's people like crazy because if you have seven million viewers like on youtube you have a bigger platform than a lot of people have on daytime tv so. yeah i think that's more i know i think that's more of just like a like notoriety thing to be like i have my own talk show yeah for sure of course yeah i mean i get more i get like 25 million views a month so it's like obviously it's more than like a tv show but but howard stern gets paid a billion dollars that's what i want to get paid you know what i mean i don't get paid a billion 
I think you're doing all right. <laughs> I you're do doing pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> Trisha, I got to say, it's really cool that you came by. Is there anything that you want to plug or tell people about, people who maybe don't know you or just um, know you? Okay, I got a new album out on iTunes called Chicken Parm and Heartbreak. It just came out in November. I have a- You wrote your own music for this? Yes, I write okay. my own music. And then I also have- a private Snapchat, trishyland.com, 18 plus. I have my YouTube channel. You can go to trishtv.com. I have merch at trishshirts.com. I have, um, and that's it. That's it. Can you do one quick rap or a fast talking thing? Oh, God. Can you, try, can you do some fast talking to close uh, it out? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, let, me think, let me think of something to do. It's, I hate being on the spot. Let me think of something fast. Like, um, okay. I'm trying to think of, hold on. <laughs> I can't think of something. I love putting you on the spot. I know. I'm so sorry. I like really usually could do it, but I can't. I can't. I don't know. No? Like, what, what can I, what I say? Something? Yeah, yeah. What should I read? Um, like, what's a fast? What's a fast song? I mean, Lose Yourself, Eminem. Rap God, oh, Eminem. I know Rap God. Let me, I have to look at the lyrics. I used to actually memorize Rap God. Let me I, Let me get it real quick. Sorry, guys. Because, you know, it's interesting because I am a terrible, terrible rapper. And I have very bad diction. Really? And I can't speak very fast. So I actually think that what you have, going back, circle back to the beginning of the podcast, you do have a talent because that is actually pretty amazing. I wish I had that talent. I can't. I, I would love to also plug that I would like to be in Hamilton. That's my dream is to be on Hamilton on Broadway. So Lin-Manuel Miranda. We're going. My boyfriend actually surprised me with $10,000 tickets to Hamilton in Puerto Rico where Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to perform as Hamilton for the last time in oh, January. Wow. Yeah. So I would love to be in that show if you are. Um, I met Wayne Brady the other day and I couldn't even speak because he was Aaron Burr in Hamilton. And I was like so excited. Oh, Have you wow. seen it? Of course I've seen it. You've yeah. seen Hamilton? As a matter of fact, it. Tommy Kale told me he will be on my podcast. He directed me on Broadway in a show called Lombardi. Yeah. I remember Lombardi. I remember when you were in that. That was yeah. sick. Okay. Here goes. Some Loma Where's that? That's the verse I want because that's the verse I know. Some Loma Dimalama, you assume I'm a human water god. Okay, hold on. Let me get it again. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's here somewhere. Why is this such it, a it, long it, song? Do any women rap in Hamilton? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they the do. The girls do, but I want to play a guy part. But the girl does. So oh. she's the one girl's like, so, so, so. So this is what it feels like to match with someone at the level of the house. You catch it, the feeling of freedom, seeing the lights, been freaking with the key and the kite. You see it, right? The conversation's not two minutes, maybe three minutes. Everything is in total agreement. It's a dream and it's a bit of a stance, a bit of a posture, it's a bit of a chance. He's a bit of a flirt, but I'm going to give him a chance. I asked him about his family. Did you see the answer? Richard's in the just against the campaign. He's lying by the seat of pants. Handsome boy, does he know it? Peach was. But like, also, like, um, like Lafayette, the guy who plays him, David Diggs, he's a yeah. really good rapper. He mm-hmm. did the Lafayette, um, I forgot. I forgot the words. I don't know why I'm forgetting everything. I really want to do this one. I just don't know where the freaking start is. So I don't know. Maybe I can't do it. Sorry. Like I know it's like dead air, but no, it's fine. Um. Oh, here it is. Hey, fam, I'm gonna kill you. Look, so much your supersonic speed. Here goes. Uh, some alum do alum. You assume I'm a human. What I gotta do to get it through to you? I'm superhuman, innovative, innovative, rubber, so that anything you say is ricocheting off me and it'll glue to you. I'm devastating more than ever. Demonstrating how to give a motherfucking audience feeling like everything, never fading. And I know the haters are forever waiting for the day they can say they fell off. I live celebrating because I know they begin motivated. I make elevating music. You make elevated music. Oh, he's too mainstream. Well, that's what they do. They get jealous and confuse it. It's not hip hop. It's pop because I can find a hell of a way to fuse it with rock, shock rap, with doc. Throw on yourself. Throw on lose yourself and make you lose it. I don't know how to make songs like that. I don't know what words to use. Trisha Paytas, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> round of applause. Thank you so much for coming Thanks. out. That is Bill Dawes and Trisha Paytas with the After Laugh signing off. Woo! It's the After Laugh, After Laugh. Welcome to the After Laugh, After Laugh, After Laugh. <laughs> after Laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>